Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about. Bottom of this hour, it's going to be Jim Jordan, U.S. Representative, District 4 Republican, great state of Ohio. We're going to talk about this stupid committee, the fact that he should be on it, and what questions he would be asking. And also, the makeup of the committee is just, it's its fake. This is some sort of a made-for-TV movie where they've got, I think it's nine Democrats and two Republicans. It's supposed to be eight Democrats and five Republicans. The Republicans that were sent up there by Kevin McCarthy were turned away by Nancy Pelosi as if they just can. It's all so screwy. And then tonight, all the news media will get complicit and, and get behind them and say, yeah, we can do it that way. That's fine. No problem. We can go nine to two. And in fact, let's make Liz Cheney the vice chair and have her talk about stuff on a Monday. That is Chocolate Voice. How you doing, Carrie? I'm okay. Oh, look at it, though. Joining us right now, I've got COVID-19. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. But I do sound like crap, so just keep that in mind. I talk about this all the time, that those who are in Congress are protected by good guys with guns. The president is protected by good guys with guns. I believe all that's true. It it should happen. I'm for that. I'm not against that. But our kids don't have that sort of safety and security in their schools. Our police are not being taken care of and not being treated the right way. Saw a piece of video yesterday in Los Angeles. It's a guy walking around. And there's a police cruiser there. He decides he's going to smash out the back window. Carrie, you happen to see this piece of video? No, I did not. Then he smashes out the side window. Smashes out the other side window. Steals the computer out of the police car. This is a police car. Now, I'm not suggesting people should steal stuff out of non-police cars. Don't get me wrong. But if you're so brazen and so bold to steal it out of a police car, there is a level of crime in our society where crime has now taken over. The good guys normally beat the bad guys if they're backed by the community and if they're backed by the administration or backed by the state government, whatever, or the mayor in the county or in the city. This guy had no fear whatsoever of smashing out the windows and stealing this computer. And then he just walked away, had sunglasses on, not even an issue, just happening. It's very, very strange to me. And Joe Biden originally said he was for moving some money around from police to other programs. He said that in an interview. I heard it. I played it on this show. And then he said, I'm not, I'm not for defunding the police. And then Saki, circle back Saki, tried to say Republicans are the ones out here trying to defund the police. Well, if that were true, then why would this have happened? Carrie, I believe you've got a story about some people visiting the White House. From Fox News, despite maintaining public distance from the defund the police movement, President Biden's administration's quietly maintained relationships 
with some of the driving forces behind the far-left movement. White House visitor logs reviewed by Fox News Digital Show. Several defund the police activists have visited the Biden White House and met with top aides over the last year, White House visitor logs show. While Biden has largely espoused pro-police rhetoric during this time in office, he has tapped left-wingers in sync with the defund movement to key positions in his administration. In late May, he signed a sweeping police reform executive that drew mixed reactions from police groups. And through it all, anti-police activists appear to have had a direct line to the White House. Rashad Robinson, president of left-wing radical justice group Color of Change, visited the White House last summer for what appeared to be a meeting with Cedric Richmond, the top Biden advisor, who recently departed as the director of public engagement. The Color of Change has been among the most active groups advocating to defund the police. In 2021, they were at the forefront of the unsuccessful push to dismantle and replace the Minneapolis Police Department, an effort that was fueled by $500,000 from George Soros's Open Society Policy Center. We know that policing doesn't keep us safe. Communities do, reads a Color of Change petition, calling on supporters to demand their local officials start the defunding process. A police Policing doesn't lead to thriving communities. Investment does. Robinson has also celebrated the birthday of convicted cop killer Asada Shakur by calling for progressive groups to get bolder and louder in their demands for police abolition and their plans for revolution. So this is good old Biden. Maybe it's Ron Klain. Maybe it's Valerie Jarrett. Maybe it's Barack Obama. Maybe it's somebody else. I don't know. There you go. Maybe it's Kamala Harris. Police are bad. More policing doesn't help a community. No, 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 no. More investment into the community. So we go to Chicago. Over the weekend, 31 injured, six dead in shootings in Chicago just over the weekend. That's a lot. It's a ton. Now, one wonders if there was more investment in the city, would that have made it less violent this past weekend? Or if there were more police in the city, would that have made it less violent for the weekend? I'm going to take a chance and say more cops because, listen, I'll throw this out there. Now throw this out here. When I'm driving down the road, and I tend to have a heavier foot, Carrie, I, I tend to have a heavier foot. Mm-hmm, we know. When driving down the road, if I see a police officer, what do you think I do? Slow down. Yes. So if I'm a bank robber, which I gave that up a long time ago, but if I'm a bank robber and I want to go go rob a bank, and I see a couple of cops out front having a donut and a cup of coffee, I'm probably going to go to the next bank. I'm not going to go to that one. So a bigger police presence certainly will help cut down on crime in the city. But instead, we're talking about reinvestment. Why can't the reinvestment go hand in hand with police? Why can't the reinvestment be, okay, let's add in Chicago 500 cops. And let's add X amount of millions of dollars in um, investment to have an after school program or fill in the blank vocational center. Why can't we do both? Why is it one or the other? And it's never made any sense to me. So, much as Biden is going on about how he somehow is not for defunding the police, he literally was meeting with people who want to defund the police. So I want your thoughts. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. JoePags.com. Want your thoughts on exactly what it is that can be done in places like Chicago and Philly and New York City and and just fill in the blank, you know, crime-riddled area, San Francisco, Los Angeles, California, all very blue areas. What can we do to start bringing that sense of safety to that community? I'm not here to say reinvestment's bad. 
I'm not. I'm not here to say don't reinvest. I'm not here to say, you know, don't go and and put that stadium in a lower income area, which is what a lot of people tend to do. I grew up in South Florida. They put the Miami Heat Stadium in Liberty City, which had a crime problem. No, in San Antonio, I think it was lower income, and there might have been more crime when they put the SBC, now AT&T Center. I'm not against investment. In fact, I'm for it. But I'm also for investment along with more police presence to make sure people have a fighting chance. You don't have a fighting chance if you invest a bunch of money, but 36 people or 31 people were injured and six people died over the weekend because they don't get the benefit of the money if they're dead. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Motown Monday, glad to have you. The Joe Pag Show, lots going on, lots to get to. Bottom of the hour will be Jim Jordan, U.S. Representative, District 4 Republican. Great state of Ohio. Yes, I've got the COVID, and I'm still working. That's what I do. I'm not worried about COVID-19. I'll be honest with you. I'm not in a high-risk category, so we're good. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Love to hear from you. Question is this. Why can't they work in tandem? Why can't you have, you, you have the police and have reinvestment? Why is it the left wants to sell it as you can only do reinvestment if there are no police? Reinvestment should include police. You should add police. We're not going to stand for 30 you know, shootings or 31 shootings. Well, 31 injuries, six dead. Not going to stand for that in Chicago. We're going to do better than that. We've got some money to reinvest, and part of that money is going to go and get police to keep families safe. Why is that so hard to understand? Flown around the YouTube last night, and I saw um, Elvis singing in the ghetto, which was written by Mac Davis back in the day. And that's that's 52 years ago when he did that song in Las Vegas. 52 years ago, and we still haven't done anything in Chicago? Really? It's still just as bad, and it's still run by a bunch of lefty idiots. Why can't we do something better for the residents of Chicago, this once great city? Why can't they step it up? Listen, when Obama had BLM in the White House, I was a 1,000% against that, so were most of you. Why would you have a radical, riotous, horrible, violent group in the White House? Why would you invite them in as if they somehow need to take part in what happens in the future of our country? More police, more reinvestment, more safety for the residents of great cities in this country. Your thoughts, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Let me tell you about uh, Super Beats. Wish I'd known about Super Beats, heart chews, about 1,000 cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks ago. Just unwrap a, a chew or two in the morning. They're incredible, delicious. And I've got sustained energy all day with, without the caffeine. My family loves them. They love that I'm doing something that's so good for me. And I love them too. Been telling you about them for a very long time, years. 
and years. It's a new way to start your day. Super Beats Heart Chews, a tasty treat that give you the energy you need. They're good for you, too. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash because Super Beats Heart Chews, unique clinically researched grapeseed extract, promote heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. Here's the deal, okay? I use them. You should use them as well. They give you that great natural energy that you're going to want. To make it easy, to get started, I got you up to 45% off, plus free shipping at JoeLovesBeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's JoeLovesBeats.com, up to 45% off right now. JoeLovesBeats.com, make that happen. We go to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. Line one is John in Nebraska. John, talk to me. Hi. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, yeah, uh, so I guess well, I was going to say more community programs and uh, maybe talk to community leaders and see what the deal is, right? But um, as far as police go, I mean, you know, yeah, sure, you're going to have a lot of police, but then when the problems start getting taken care of, then they're going to start arresting people who probably shouldn't be arrested. But uh, what I think we could do, what what they could do, and the reason I'm calling, you know, is because it's not just there. I mean, like, people, they expand. Those gangs, they expand, and sometimes they travel through my state, and they stop out here, and they try to set up shop. Well, they stick out like a sore thumb out here. Right. But uh, what over there... Uh, maybe you could get like a, a federal task force to sweep in and just arrest like the top leaders and find out, gather more info, you know, see, you know what I mean? Like they, they, the cops know what they're doing. They know who they're looking at. Um, I just think that they need more info. So, uh, well, why do you make the assumption? Whatever. Hold on. Why do you make the assumption that police will start arresting people for no reason? Where'd that come from? Well, I mean, after, after, after you hire, say, you know, you're talking about hiring 500 police officers. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you start to eliminate a lot of the major crime. Yes. Well, then you got just a lot of people who, you know, I mean, maybe they were jaywalking or something. They get arrested. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Something small. Like, maybe they were smoking a joint. I don't even know if that's legal out there. It probably is. I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I mean, if a lot of people are having problems with crimes uh, or crime out there, uh, you know, they're more than welcome to move out here. We have plenty of jobs we're hiring. So, <laughs> All right, John, I hear you. I appreciate you. I don't understand why the assumption is that they'll start arresting people for nothing. If they clean up the streets, they cleaned it up because they have more cops. If they clean up the streets, they cleaned it up because they had more investment. They clean up the streets and people are safer. That's good. Why wouldn't you want to keep the same level of police? And there is not some quota every day that police have to arrest a certain amount of people. I know some people will say, well, there's a quota for tickets, for speeding tickets. Not really. I mean, there's a certain amount of money that's budgeted for that. I get that. But there's no quota, certainly, for arresting people. I think that's kind of, uh, I don't know, it just sounds a, a little negative for no reason. If you had 200, 300, 400, 500, and that cleans up the streets, then it worked. You should keep them there. Let's go to Jackie in Mississippi. Jackie, what's going on? Hi, Joe. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, I'll get nervous on this, so I have to do it really quick. Go I ahead. hope you feel better quick, though, Thank too. Thank you. You were saying the, the 500... Police, if you could just get 500 more police, I think the way they've got the culture and the, the environment now, I don't know that you could go into any of these major cities where crime is so prevalent now and five, find 500 men or women or men and women who would just go be policemen. It used to be an honorable, noble job, and they've just destroyed that, and I don't know that you can find them. Anyway, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I think it sounds like a good idea, and I don't agree with your last caller. Yeah. I was a sergeant in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice in a small prison, and 99.9% of all the prisoners are innocent. 
but very few of them didn't commit the crime. Anyway, it sounds good, but it's just not true. Police do not. Right. No matter what you're going to do, whatever, there's going to be a bad apple in every barrel. I got but you. Anyway, I, I wish your staff would look into Demetrius Griffin Jr. He died in Chicago, and I would like somebody to know that that young man's black life matters to a little old Jackie, black I hear you. lady I, I, living I, in Mississippi. I don't know. Anyway, I've got to go because I get really, we'll really, really nervous. So thank no, you. Okay, and, Jackie, thank you. Um, I'm trying to say something. Send me an email. I don't know who that is. Send me an email. Let me know about the story. We'll look into it. We'll see what we can do. Um, I wanted you to sort of say who that was again, but just send me an email. Go to JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom and click on contact. Let me go back at it and say hi to line three is Randall in Georgia. Randall, what's up? Hey, I'll keep it uh, short and sweet, Joe. I appreciate you taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I agree 100% with you about the police officers and stuff like this. I do believe they should, of course, do better as far as uh, incentives and stuff for police officers to actually be able to get them to come in, maybe pay them a little more, better benefits, stuff like that. But the biggest thing I was wanting to talk about was I believe that the government should actually have more incentive towards now this is more of a long-term solution but uh, a, a good one is uh, invest in families try to keep you know tax incentives for families to stay together seems like the you know the more people are separated and stuff like that they have all kind of benefits and things set up for people like that but they don't encourage families to stay together that's where it actually starts uh, you keep a family together with a mother and a father and you, kids grow up like that and to me, they will, it'll be a whole lot better outcome when they get grown and start their own families. Okay, well, I like the idea, obviously. But so how do you do that? And, and, and I, don't mean, I mean specifically, we know that we've got fatherless households. We know that we've got a single parent, usually the mother, that are raising these kids. We know that they're running roughshod over the neighborhood. We know that they're getting really, really bad influences from people in the neighborhood that are doing bad things. So how do you, like, snap your fingers and make dad stay home or make a family unit really raise somebody as a, a productive member of society? How do you do that? Well, just like I was talking about where the government steps in, taxes, for example, okay? I know several, several families that absolutely stay divorced just because they get a whole lot more money tax time. Uh, don't ask me how they do it, but I know they do it because I see them do it every single year. They'll still, uh, you'll have the, the dad come in and go back and forth, but they won't stay married just simply because they all they talk about is, oh, I can't get married because I get more money at tax time. That's so crazy. I, I'm no genius at taxes, don't get me wrong, but I do know that if they would invest somehow in that to where it would incentivize families to stay together more, you know, it would absolutely help the population by just, you know, families where it starts. Randall, I appreciate that. And again, I agree with you in theory. We just don't know how to get there. We had one guy who just ended up hanging up talking about, um, you know, going out there and, and stiffening the penalties for crime. Okay. If there's nobody there to arrest anybody, it doesn't matter how stiff the penalty is. You're doing the crime, and there is absolutely no no recourse. There is no there's nothing on the other end that scares you. We've got we've got people that are getting out of no bail. We've got people that are not they're getting a slap on the wrist for a gun charge. We've got people that are running uh, over mothers and babies in New York that are getting fifth, you know five months probation. It just happened. So I hear you, but how do we do that? Eight eight nine four one Pags JoePags.com. We come back going to be Jim Jordan. I sounded better earlier, so th- this will be a good interview. Make sure you stick around. District 4 Republican, great state of, uh, of Ohio. He's got a lot to say about this Kabuki theater tonight and a lot to say about his new book as well. Keep it here. Coming back. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It was a pleasure to have this guy back, Representative um, uh, Jim Jordan. He is from the great state of Ohio, District 4, Republican. Jim, good to see you again. How are you? I'm fine, Joe. Good to be with you. Uh, really glad to have you. You should have been on this panel, and we saw this Kabuki Theater last week with uh, Liz Cheney, all set up by some production guy at ABC. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they all were made up. They had, you know, made-for-TV movie sort of uh, camera work and, and directing. Um, what, Jim, what do you think they're trying to do? Well, we know what they're trying to do. They're trying to stop Trump from running again in 2024. Yeah. Uh, they've already told us they want to stop Trump. They went in the Electoral College. They've interviewed, what, hundreds of, uh, of witnesses, thousands of hours of testimony, all kinds of documents and information they've compiled. But in spite of all that, I don't think we've learned anything new from this this committee. Um, you know, I think that's the, the sort of the big takeaway. And, and, and frankly, the idea that we didn't learn anything new, they haven't really presented anything we didn't already know, when there was no cross-examine, uh, you know, ability to cross-examine the, the witnesses, no pushback from our side whatsoever, that's sort of, you know, I, I said yesterday, that's kind of like, uh, you know, the, the home team playing at home with the ref that's totally for them and they still can't win the game. Um, that seemed to me what, 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 what sort of happened with that hearing, uh, particularly last Thursday night. Well, what they're saying is just factually not true, and I'll get to some of those things, but let's start from the fact that you're not on there. You should be on there. You were chosen to be on there. And I thought the rules that were made up by Nancy Pelosi, who's the Speaker of the House, said that it should be, what, what should it be, 8 to 5? Democrats yeah. to Republicans, and it's not. It's like 9 to 2, and the two yeah. Republicans that you have hate Trump, like to his core. So how is this even looked at as a viable committee, is it? No, it's, it's not. Uh, if we think it's unconstitutional, it's, it's completely partisan. So they changed the rules and then didn't follow the rules that they changed. First time in the history, first time in the history of the United States House of Representatives that the minority leader was not allowed to put on a select committee the individuals he or she selected. So that that is what so. And then, of course, as I mentioned before, the ability to cross-examination, uh, to have cross-examination of a witness has always been present. Every other committee if you're the majority party, you get more members on the committee than the minority. We understand that. But the minority at least gets one witness. You may The majority may get three. You get one. But there's an ability to cross-examine it, uh, all the witnesses who come in front of the committee until now. So this, this, Joe, is even worse than what took place back in the shift impeachment of President Trump when he did all those hearings and depositions down in the bunker in the basement of the Capitol. So he did all this stuff down there, didn't allow President Trump to have a lawyer there to represent him. But at least we could be in the in those depositions. We got to ask questions of the of the witness. We got to be there. And then in the open hearings, we got to cross examine the witnesses that they brought in. That was bad enough. But this is even worse. So um, they're doing all this because they want to go after Trump. They want to end the Electoral College and they don't want Nancy Pelosi to answer the fundamental question. Why didn't you take the president up on his offer to have National Guard troops here? So this would have never have happened. He's got an amazing book out. It's called Do What You Said You Would Do. It's a U.S. Representative Jim Jordan, District 4 Republican, the great state of Ohio. Get the book. Do what you said you would do. And, and the problem is everybody but everybody really we believe you guys. And you are one that stands up and does what you said you would do. There are so many, Jim, who don't do that, and we're seeing it on this committee. Why is Adam Schiff anywhere near this committee? The guy lied about Russia collusion. He's been proven wrong, very, very wrong. He keeps saying he's going to bring forward two, two witnesses that will prove the connection. We know the connection yeah. was paid for by Hillary Clinton to try to make some digital connection between Trump, right. both in the White House and in the campaign, to a Russian bank that he had no business with. Why are these right. people sitting on this committee? I'm, I'm not sure I get it. More than circumstantial evidence that President Trump was colluding with Russia. Well, there was never more than so. There wasn't any evidence yeah. because it was all made up. The whole darn story was made. We found out this from the Zussman trial that the Clinton campaign made it up. 
Zussman was sent to give false information. Clinton okayed it to give false information to the press that was also taken to the FBI. And, and that's not Jim Jordan saying it. That's not Joe Pack saying it. That, that is Robbie Mook, her campaign manager, on a witness stand in a right. court of law. So, yeah, they can do all that. But oh, we're not allowed to just raise some concerns about we, we have some questions about this election in, in 2012. Oh, no, you're crazy if you if you do any of that. So, yeah, this is. And then, of course, just this committee, Adam Schiff lied about me. He took a text message that I had forwarded to the White House chief of staff. Right. He, he changed it, altered it, presented it to the American people so much so that the committee had to issue a statement saying we regret the air. Joe, you know what that is? That is government speak for we got caught got lying. Caught. Yeah, got so, caught. yeah, that's that's the history here. Uh, but again, the country's figured it out. The, the American people have common sense. They know what this is all about. They have to focus on this because they can't talk about all everything else that they've they've screwed up. Do what you said you would do is the name of the book. And it's a uh, U.S. Representative Jim Jordan, District 4 Republican, great state of Ohio. Um, I've had Cash Patel on my show plenty of times. I've had Donald Trump on my show plenty of times. You as well. Um we know that the president, then President Trump, offered ten to twenty thousand National Guard troops. This is not. This is not a, in question, Jim. We know this because Cash has all the paperwork and from the from the the, the chain of command saying, "Yeah, we're ready to go." On on January second, Nancy Pelosi turned it down. Bowser turned it down, and then they said that Trump tried to somehow subvert democracy. Right. How can you? How can two live together? I don't get it. You can't have it both ways. But remember, they didn't like the optics of having all that police presence here and the National Guard presence here. And the reason they didn't like the optics of it uh, is because what did we see all 2020, the summer of 2020? We saw the left talking about defunding the police. We saw the left saying that rioters and and looters were actually, quote, peaceful protesters. So in that environment, it's kind of tough then to say, oh, we want more people to be here. The president of the United States has offered to have National Guard here. We're not going to take him up on that because of the positions they had taken during the summer of 2020. It is uh, Jim Jordan. His book is called Do What You Said You Would Do. He's District 4 Republican, great state of Ohio. Uh, Jim, I'm not a U.S. representative. I'm not a scholar on the Constitution, but I'm pretty good at reading English. And I know that there is a mechanism in place where you can challenge an election. In fact, Jamie Raskin in 2016 challenged, I believe, the electors from Florida that went to Donald Trump. So that was fine. Nobody said a word about it. But if you do that in 2020, suddenly you're bringing an insurrection. Is it yeah. not true, Jim, that that if, if there is a question by a U.S. representative like you and you get a senator like Cruz or somebody that agrees with you, you can then take it to the next step and challenge the electors? And, and, and if so, and I know that it's true, if so, why is it that we're not allowed to do that for 2020? We should just shut up and not worry about it. No, because there's always two sets of rules. You know this. The, the, yeah. There's one set of rules for the quote elite, the Democrats and the media, and the, and 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 you know the the uh, the Strucks, the Pages, the McCaves, the Comeys, the Clintons, and the, and the Jamie Raskins. One set of rule for them. Different set for us for us regular folks. So yeah, they objected objected every single time. They objected on January first, two thousand one. They or January six, two thousand one. January six, two thousand five, and January uh, six. 2017. So every time a Republican has been elected this century, they objected, but we're not allowed to object when Pennsylvania, Arizona, Michigan, and Georgia unconstitutionally changed their state election laws in the run-up to the 2020 election. Oh, somehow we're crazy if we object. But remember, Jamie Raskin, back on, on January 6, 2017, Jamie Raskin objected, but so did Jim McGovern. Jim McGovern is the Democrat chair of the Rules Committee, and guess which state he objected to? I don't know. He objected to Alabama, a state <laughs> President Trump won by like 30 points, for goodness sake. He objected to Alabama. And then then uh, Maxine Waters objected to Wyoming. 
maybe the only state the President heck? Trump won by a greater margin than he won Alabama in the 2016 election was Wyoming. So they can object to Alabama, Wyoming, but Jim Jordan's not allowed to object to Pennsylvania, where they, where they in a clearly unconstitutional fashion, changed their election law. US so, Rep- yeah, that, that's the part that bugs me. U.S. Representative Jim Jordan, District 4 Republican, great state of Ohio. Get his book. Do what you said you would do. All right, so, so I, I've heard what you said, and you and I have talked many times about this, and it's my belief, and tell me if you think I'm stupid, that, that the reason why they've got a problem with these objections is that you guys had a real chance to question these electors because state legislatures, according to the Constitution, are the only bodies that can change election law. We know in the states that you mentioned, election law was changed by secretaries of state, were changed by governors, we're sending out in Michigan, we're sending six to eight mail-in ballots to every house, whether you had one person living there or not. We, I mean, obviously, there is something to this, and we should have investigated it further. So now we have a riot. We know that John Sullivan was there, who's a far-left Antifa guy. We know that there's, there's Ray Epps guy, who we don't even know where he is anymore, and he's not in jail or anything. Jim, we talked about this before. Doesn't this benefit Biden? Doesn't this benefit the left by stopping the challenges? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but the, the left is so inconsistent. I mean, like, like for four years, they objected to 2016 election, made up the whole story about Trump-Russia collusion. Yeah. As, as, as recently as October of 2020, just weeks before the 2020 presidential election, Hillary Clinton was saying the election was the 2016 election was was stolen from her. So there's always, right. as we said before, this this double standard uh, for the for the left. I, I get tired of it. I think the American people are tired of it. The only reason I really think the Democrats are so focused on it is because, uh, Joe, they can't talk about anything else. I mean, they're going to talk about the, the border situation. We no longer have a border. They're going to talk about $5 gas. They're going to talk about a 41-year high inflation rate. They're going to talk about rising crime in every major urban area. They're going to talk about the debacle that is foreign policy in the Biden administration. They're going to talk about the attacks on your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment liberties are coming after now. I mean, they got nothing else to speak about. So they're going to keep saying Donald Trump is the bad guy. We got to stop him. And they're going to have this January 6th focus. But uh, the, the, the country, there's a reason that more than seven out of 10 of our fellow citizens think the nation, our great nation, the greatest country ever, is on the wrong track. They think that because it is. And I think they're fixing to make a big change this November 8th. I agree with you. And, and they know they can't be Trump. That's why they're doing this. But why not? I mean, why not, why not roll your sleeves up left and, and go after him? If you think he's that horrible, just beat him. Why do they have to do trickery and, and, and games and, and some sort of a, a committee that really doesn't carry any weight at all? Why, why go this path? Are they that unclear about, about Joe Biden as the president maybe trying again? Maybe uh, Hillary Clinton shows back up. Do they not have somebody who can challenge Trump? Is that really yeah. what it is? They fear they just can't beat him? I don't think that I think they're afraid of a fair fight right now. I mean, I understand the left controls everything. Left controls big tech, left controls big media, left controls big corporations, big sports, higher education. They they control Hollywood. They control the White House, the Senate and the House. And they're still afraid. They're still afraid they can't win. So they got to they got to do the attacks that they do. Um, They got to lie. I mean, the left will will make up a lie. The big media will uh, will 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 print the lie and report yeah. the lie. Big tech will amplify the lie. And then when we try to speak the truth, big tech will censor us and the bureaucracy here in Washington will come after you as well. That's the model. And in spite of that, I think we're still going to take back the House yeah. this fall because the American people are smart and they can see through all this baloney. U.S. Representative Jim Jordan, get his book. It's called Do What You Said You Would Do. Do what you said what you would do. It is an incredible read. I want you to find out what these legislators should be doing in Washington, D.C. Let's talk about guns quickly. 
Jim, I'm not sure that I understand the, the red flag laws. It sounds like if, if my next-door neighbor decides to say, I saw Joe Pags waving his gun out the window of his car, that police can show up at my house, take away my guns while they, while they investigate. That's a problem for me because it's not due process. That's a problem for oh. me because it, it, it takes away my civil liberties for no reason whatsoever. Um, you've got 10, uh, allegedly 10 Republican senators that are willing yeah. to sign on uh, to this. What are your thoughts about red flag laws and what should happen when it comes to keeping our kids safe in school? Well, red flag laws are a terrible idea. We that total total uh, um, attack on due process, total attack on your Second Amendment uh, liberties. I mean, the idea that someone who doesn't like you can say that you're mentally unstable within go to a judge, go to to law enforcement, and within 24 hours there is a hearing that you're not allowed to be at, where they're going to take away your Second Amendment rights, take away your property, your gun or guns, and then for you to get back your Second Amendment liberties, to get back your property. There's a subsequent hearing within three to 14 days, but the standard of proof for the government goes down from it beyond a reasonable doubt to a clear and convincing standard. So that is not how this great country works. Take your property. You can't be at the hearing. Your fundamental rights are infringed. And then a lower standard for you to have to get go to another hearing and prove that you're not unstable and you get your rights back. So you can think of the abuse that's going to happen here. This is a terrible idea, and I hate it because it's more big government coming in and saying they're smarter than American people. You didn't commit any crime. They're taking your property, and you have to go win your property back, win your liberties back. This is a terrible idea. Do what you said you would do is the name of the book from uh, Jim Jordan, U.S. Representative of the Great State of Ohio, District 4, Republican. Go get this book. Do what you said you would do. When it, when it comes to keeping our kids safe in school, I think you and I agree. I think Democrats and you and I agree that we don't want kids to die in school. You're safe in Congress, thank God. I think you should be. President Biden's safe where he, wherever he goes. I think you should be. Good guys with guns do show a level of protection where you can feel safe. Why can't we have that for our children? Why is this about a gun? And, and when it comes right. to red flag laws, we knew that this guy and the guy in Parkland and the guy in Buffalo had mental issues, and we refused to lock these people up and take care of them mentally. So a couple of different things there. Number one, yeah. shouldn't our kids be as safe as you are in Congress? And number two, we see these people with mental illness not being treated. Right, exactly. And that, as you point out, those 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 terrible tragedies happen in states with without currently with a red flag law. So it doesn't work. All it does is take right. the rights uh, rights away from law abiding uh, citizens. As far as far as schools go, yes, we should we should uh, harden schools. We should make sure school resource officers are trained. They're there with a the firearm to protect teachers and kids and the learning environment. We're all for that, <clears throat> but that's not what this legislation does. This legislation, that's the framework that's been talked about, is going to take away rights from. Uh, American citizens there and, and and do so in a way that violates their fundamental due process, which is why I'm so against it. Last question. I know, I know you got to go maybe 10 seconds. <laughs> Should you guys get the House of Representatives back is one of the first orders of business to uh, impeach Mayorkas? Yeah, I think that's now that'll be a conference decision. So I, we have to decide those big issues as a conference. But we need to do the investigations so that the American people have the truth. And Mayorkas is certainly, certainly uh, worthy of that. Whether we'll do that or not will be a decision of the conference. But there's lots of investigations we got to do so the American people get the facts. Do what you said you would do. That's his book. It's U.S. Representative Jim Jordan, District 4 Republican, Great State of Ohio. Jim, thanks a million for all your time. Thank you. Hey, thanks for all the good work you do for the country. Thanks, all right, brother. Joe. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pags Show. I need 
We appreciate Jim Jordan coming on. He should be on this panel tonight. The fact that he's not means that the left is, again, just doing whatever it wants to do to make Donald Trump look as bad as they can. Those just joining us, I did that interview a few hours ago, so it was before my voice did this. I have COVID-19. Not afraid of it. I don't care. Um, I'm not bothered by it, to be honest with you. And uh, we're going to be just fine. Now, will I be on tomorrow? And I care if I sound like this tomorrow, I probably shouldn't come on. Uh, that would be my guess. Yes, you should not. I keep on trying to clear it, but whatever the hell's on there, it's not coming yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll see. We'll see. When I wake up tomorrow, we'll see how I feel. But we've got plenty of treatment coming, and we're going to be just fine. I told you guys from the very beginning, I'm not afraid of it. I don't care. Um, uh, it's a shame that it was able to, in my opinion, get out of the Wuhan lab and affect uh, humankind as it has. And um, I wasn't sure if I'd had it before. But I definitely have it now, and that's fine. I'm not, again, I'll say it again. I'm not worried about it. Uh, Carrie, if you don't mind, you got to give us this one where you can't help out puppies and kitties, I guess. You can't adopt pets if you're an evildoer who, I guess, exercises a right. What do you have? From the Daily Mail, an animal shelter in California has announced they will not allow people to adopt pets if they do not support gun control in the wake of a series of mass shootings that have wreaked havoc across the U.S., the Shelter Hope Pet Shop in the city of Thousand Oaks. They've added the question, where do you stand on gun control to their adoption interview for those looking to adopt a pet? Kim Sill, the owner of the pet shelter, says that if a person is an NRA supporter and believes there should be no background check for guns, they will be banned from adopting a pet. If you lie about being an NRA supporter, make no mistake, we will sue you for fraud, she said in a statement. If you believe that this is our responsibility to protect ourselves in public places and arm ourselves with a gun, do not come to us to adopt a dog. We have a choice of who we work with. Asil said she had decided to introduce the policy after the elementary school gun massacre in Uvalde, Texas, that left 19 children and two teachers dead. Just stupid. It's just, it's just stupid. People are doing all they can to be as stupid as they possibly can. You've got pets that might otherwise be euthanized. You might kill them if you don't adopt them out. And instead of adopting them to somebody who exercises a civil right that's enumerated in the Second Amendment, then they're going to sue you for fraud? What, what the hell has gone on in this world? There's something very, very wrong. These people would literally rather kill puppies and kittens than let somebody like me, who owns a gun, adopt the, 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 the puppy out. It doesn't. And by the way, the whole idea that we don't have any background checks is stupid. Of course there are. They keep on saying that there aren't, but there are. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show.